0: whisper podcast I'm your host Carol Tuttle author of the book the child whisperer if you want to raise happy successful and cooperative children you're in the right place today thanks for joining me the phones are open I look forward to supporting you and your parenting goals call three four seven six seven seven one nine six three and I would love to talk to you today I've got a great topic today I'm really excited about today's topic um, there's a lot of information out there in the world about it. It's kind of new. It's a new experience to parents, um, what I'm going to be talking about today, which is of these diagnostic labels that have the, the, some of the most common ones are ADHD, autism, SPD, and more, how child whispering works with special needs kids. And to start the show today, I want to share a success story based on last week's topic. Um, A type 4 mom wrote in and said, on Tuesday evening, the day after last week's podcast, my 7-year-old type 1 daughter brought out a pack of my feminine hygiene products and said, what is this for, mom? I tried to be lighthearted, not knowing how much she really wanted to know. 7 years old is very young, but she wasn't satisfied and wanted to know more. So I told her briefly about puberty, and I thought she would freak out about the idea of menstruating. But she was like, oh, okay. I got to thank her for asking me and then tell her that if she ever wants to know anything about her body or has any other questions, she is free to ask me. I am so glad that question did not come a few days sooner. That podcast really equipped me better than I would have done all on my own with that question. Thank you for that success story. I love hearing your success stories. Please share them at parenting at Truths. Dot com. I'd love to hear your success stories. Um, we try and feature one every week here on the podcast. And just to note, I want to r- remind parents that any shame around body, um, reproductive experiences, you know, sexual intimacy, any shame around that is created by our human perception. I think children, when handled according to their age and nature, and given the support that it's just a part of life, they don't react with any kind of um, embarrassment. We, we are the ones that will, uh, we pass that on to our children and set them up to then feel embarrassed based on the conversation and where and how the conversation takes place, how we handle it, the age that they're at, the manner in which we share it. But like in this mom's example, it was very just, oh, okay, because it felt very natural. Because you're talking about things that are built in, they're natural, they're part of our human experience, and when dealt with in a way that it's just a part of life and it's a beautiful thing. Our children innately know that. They innately know that, oh, okay, thanks for answering my question. And they're satisfied. There's a satisfaction that's experienced in it all. We create normal, normalcy around things that we've carried a lot of shame around. And so, again, parents tend to think, like in this mom's example, um, she wasn't sure what to expect, and what she saw was normalcy. What she saw was just that how she handled it was perfect for that child, and uh, it was created to be a normal part of life, just like so many other things we do that we treat as normal and expected and a part of our human experience, and and our kids grow up with that kind of connect, you know, that becomes their experience with it. Then, so we're able to take all the shame off it, the embarrassment, the awkwardness, and make it a part of a healthy lifestyle for our kids and our families. So our topic today, being the what gets categorized as special needs. Um, had a question come in we've had a lot of questions sent into the podcast and I want to thank my producer Stephanie who is the one that take she receives all the questions at parenting at and does such an excellent job in really drawing out the questions that we feel will serve the greater listenership and support these different topics that we that I present each week and she recently chatted with me and said, "You know, I'm getting a lot of questions about kids with these diagnostic, and uh, ex- you know, it is a diagnostic label. And then we then tend to te- treat these kids as special needs kids." And I said, "Let's, you know, it's a it's a broad topic. It's a uh, sensitive topic for sure. There's a lot of variables out there on people's opinions, um, from expert medical to." the lay parent opinion, who's in the day-to-day experience with it. So my first thing I want to say is it's not easy. It's a challenge, and it's really getting answers for things very specific to your child's needs. And I think the foundation starts with first learning your child's type because a lot of the diagnostic conditions could be imbalances of their type because they're not being understood, honored, and supported so that they – uh, are provoked to be in a state of stress, they're not being parented in a supportive way, so they're provoked to being into a state of stress that creates imbalance that then looks like a, uh, there's, that they're not developing correctly, that there's something wrong with your child, when it could just be corrected, a lot in a lot of cases corrected by your parenting approach. And I'll get into that in a minute, but let's start with the question that came in recently. Ms um, mom writes, first of all, thank you for your Child Whisper book. It truly is life-changing. I tell everyone about it. I'm an art teacher. The kids I work with range in age from ages 4 to 10. I was wondering what your opinion is concerning autism and energy profiling or in regards to other disorders, SPD or ADHD. I have found it extremely difficult to determine the dominant type in in a child when that seems to be a developmental circumstance. Um, SBD is sensory processing disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, autism doesn't have the disorder label on it. And that right away is problematic for me as someone uh, that has chosen to have an affirmative approach to life to call things uh, a disorder that right away we suggest there's something wrong with you. Uh, so does yes, sensory processing disorder. Well, an attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. That have, A disorder means, you know, the word itself suggests you're not normal. You are abnormal. And so right away um, we're giving our child a disadvantage by that reference. Let me just read to you the, the definition of disorder. Disorderliness, mess, disarray, chaos, confusion, clutter, jumble and muddle, a shambles, unrest, disturbance, disruption, upheaval, turmoil, mayhem, pandemonium, violence, uh, infection, com- complaint, condition, affliction, malady, sickness, illness, ailment, infirmity, irregularity. Uh, Right away, words have vibration. Words hold archetypal effect, meaning it's words affect us. When we take on a word as part of who we are, as we then put that labeling and align the wording with our child, we literally infect their subtle energy system to be... um, provoked into more of what you're trying to correct you're actually in energetically putting them in a disadvantage by applying the label to their who they are their identity now has been affected by a word that holds the vibration and influence of very negative outcomes limitation uh, disadvantage you know all the disorder is not a positive, a word that invokes and supports positive outcomes. If anything, it creates more disorganization, more malady, more ailment, more irregularity. So my, my first tip is if you go to the medical route, if you go down the medical path, their training is to provide you with a diagnostic label. They diagnose based on their diagnostic label. The, um, you know They study entire, their entire practice, their training is on identifying the disorder as they see it as a diagnostic condition so it can then be treated medically with medication. If you go down the medical path, that's what they're trained to do. Is it right or wrong? not right or wrong, does it have its limitations when it comes to raising our children? Very much so. You've heard me talk about this. I learned this early on as a mom. My son, who's now 30, when he was 18 months old, he had ear infection after ear infection after ear infection. He was about to be put on his fifth round of antibiotics in about a four month window. His body was being beat up. His white blood cells were getting diminished by antibiotics. His body no longer had the immunity, the ability to fight off viruses and things that would affect the ear conditions. And I, I started to read up on my own. I was unsatisfied. I just thought, this can't be what's supporting his health. Is it... Is it um, you know, his body it need, he needed more higher doses of the antibiotics more frequently. It just seemed backwards to me. It didn't make you know, I wasn't willing to accept it as that my doc that's what my doctor was trained to do. See, that's what if I had expected a different outcome from that resource, I was the one that had the unreasonable expectations. So I started to get schooled on. Uh, the cause of ear, inf- you know, chronic ear infections. At the time, Lyndon Smith was a huge uh, voice in the pediatric world of books. You know, we didn't have the internet. I couldn't go on the internet in 1986 and type in a Google search for ear infection cause. You know, cause of ear infections in small children. But through books, I started to learn that allergies were a big part of it, and I had to be willing to leave the kind of traditional medical path to get the answers that I was looking for. And so, to me, that's an opportunity, parents with children that are presenting these experiences and these behavioral imbalances that you might not even recognize may not even be an imbalance. It may just be who they are. You know uh, that ADHD could be your type one child that's not being supported and because of the stress factor and maybe the environment they're in they're playing out in extremes. They're more random, uh, unpredictable, spontaneous, irregular movement in life. The, the, the environment is supporting them come into more balance, so they're in overdrive in their nature. They're in overdrive in their type 1 movement. Type 4 children, I've only ever seen a type 4 child that's uh, been – I've never seen a child that has the autistic diagnosis anything but a type 4 child. It's an ex- expression of type four tendencies? Could it have been provoked to be more extreme because of what happened the first couple years of their lives? Could it have relationship to some diet influences? Could it be mom and dad's relationship factor that caused a sense of not feeling safe in the world? See there's a lot of variables here so I'm never one to say it's this one thing, but it does come back to can I see a pattern with certain diagnostic conditions and their type, yes, that is pretty. There is a correlation there that I've seen. I look for patterns, and you see enough of them, you start to see that that you're getting, you know, kind of empirical evidence that the patterns that are presenting themselves repeatedly that become predictable. Say, yeah, this looks like this is, you can expect this, and so SPD, sensory um, processing disorder. That's a neurological condition that maybe there's a diet factor in there. start to follow someone like a hundred days of real food. go online and look at just look at your child's diet and there's a my husband was showing me a website recently I don't have the the actual link to it he just he was on it and he showed me that you could take i think it might have been an app even you could take um different foods and it would show you in sugar cubes how much sugar you were getting. You know, and it's an astounding amount that if you're not educated on that, our children consume a very high level of sugar. And there's studies and there's a lot of information out now that, that sugar is like a drug to our brain. You know, it's like um, uh, the, the drugs that, that are illegal to buy. And people get uh, addicted to it, that it has this kind of effect on our brain. And, and if our children are not eating real foods, Real foods, meaning the land grew it, that have real nutritional value, they're eating things that are, you know, if you're doing most of your grocery shopping in the aisles versus the perimeter of the grocery store, because it's in the perimeters that you get more real foods, the produce, and and again, meat's a variable. If you get really clean meat without all the antibiotics and hormones that are produced in it, you know, that animals are given to, you know, produce, to grow faster and, and, you know, we have a lot of interference in our food chain, let's just say that, see, and what we're doing as parents nowadays is our children are, we're seeing imbalances, we're seeing imbalances based on what we have been taught are the, the expected behavioral developmental patterns and if our child doesn't fit those, we say there's something wrong with my child and most people their first To getting an answer is going to their doctor the doctor then is trained in a medical model that says you diagnose you treat with medicine my opinion that you need to go outside that box to get answers that and get educated and get information that's going to support your unique experience because there's not a lot you know we're in a we're in a big field right now, and there's a lot of places you can go to get um, information. I'll give you some of the ones I feel have some of the most value to start getting those answers. But it needs to—you need to be the pioneer for your child. You need to be the one that leads that—that that leads the way. Don't give your power away to a medical um, expert. Don't give it away to a, someone that's an alternative or holistic expert. Don't give it away to me take your power back to be guided to find answers because you're in new territory. We don't have a lot of... Um, there. There's a lot of arguments and unfortunately a lot of dis, um, contention that can be created because people think they have the answer. You'll know when you have answers that are right for your child. That's what's important, that you seek out and are prayerful and you are guided in finding those answers. That's what I did for my son. I refused to accept one way and say this doesn't feel right, this isn't healthy for him. I, one, when, when we were in the appointment where the doctor was about to put him on his fifth round of antibiotics and I said I've been reading that this could be uh, um, related to food allergies and he just thought I was whacked out. This was in 19, Chris was born in 1984, so this has been about 1985 and he just refused to even listen to me and thought i had a lot of nerve even um challenging him you know that, that he should be the voice in this that i shouldn't even have a voice and i was did i did not know my nature at the time i didn't know i was a type 3 energy but i lived true to it that day and that i said i this is unacceptable to me i refuse to um uh, medicate my child one more time i'm going to find someone that will help me Help him get well and I left his office and I never went back and I was led to an MD that had a more holistic based practice that got Chris taught me about the fact that I was what I was tuning into what I was learning what I was attracting to my life were answers that they were allergy based and that uh, his ear condition was a side effect to that we put him on water-soluble vitamin A um, a very uh, a probiotic that was very compatible to what the prob- the probiotic set a child gets from mother's milk, and we put him on a couple other things. And the doctor said take, and then he had me take him off citrus, soy, wheat, sugar, um, egg, all dairy. I gutted his diet. Those were the pre days before. There was a lot of information about gluten free, egg free, dairy free. I had to really find information and, and find ways to cook because I put the whole family on this um, particular eating style. It's just easier. Started cooking with brown rice flour, and he got well. It took us about eight to nine months. His ears repaired. He's never had an allergy since. I'm grateful I listened to my own. My own intuitive self as a mother—that I was a child whisperer before I knew what child whispering was. I was willing to to do to to forge my own path, to get my own answers, to know what was right for my child. And what's right for your child may be helpful to other parents. It may be the answer they're looking for. It may not be. You know, there. I believe the four types is a huge answer to a lot of parents, a lot of parents that don't understand. The difference between a type four energy, the more serious child, and the type one higher movement, random energy of a more fun loving child. Um, That's a huge insight for parents to start to see oh, you know, maybe my child not learning, not speaking till they could speak in full sentences was very type four of him or her. You know, there's no disorder there. It's their developmental, how they develop. You know, so. nutrition is a big part of what's going on for any child. I think most children are at a disadvantage because of diet. Um, I recommend 100daysofrealfood.com a a lot. She's an easy place to start to get into the real food area. There may be some sensitivities to foods you need to learn about. Um, I've had to apply that to my life. You know, we don't have a healthy food chain anymore. If you shop at a regular grocery store, it's just been, it's, you know, we're learning now. We've been at this for enough decades, several generations down. We start to see the wear and tear on the biology of what modern day lifestyles can create in our health and our well-being, you know, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. We're starting to see byproducts of that. Do I think diet's the only answer? Not at all. Is there, is your child, does, do they have an imbalance when in comparison maybe to the norm very possibly. And that's an opportunity for you to still love your child, treat them as an individual with unique experience and finances to support their unique development. You know, that there's not a simple answer necessarily, but there is a personal answer for you. There is a personal answer. And as long as you take back the point of power and then, you know, it could be overwhelming. It could be very emotional for you at first. It could be Something you haven't wanted to own. You've wanted somebody to get, give you the answers. You've wanted somebody to fix this. You have other stressors in your life. This is just one more thing that's like you, that creates overwhelm. And is it? It's challenging to deal with a child that presents to you um, extremes, whether they're extremes in being more of an introvert, uh, extremes in being more of an extrovert, in their movement, who they are. I agree. It's challenging. It's tiring. It. it you need to take care of yourself in the process as well so I'm not dismissing at all that that you have a challenge in your life right now and I commend you that you were willing you know I, I do believe that every life experience our soul has signed up for that, that consider the possibility the answers you find that are perfect and special and wonderful for your child maybe the answers some other parents are hoping to find as well, and they will be drawn into your life, and you'll be able to support them. I definitely feel that way about my life, that I do have the opportunity to share on a much bigger platform than most people to say, you know, this is what's helped. This is what's made a difference. This is what's helped turn my life around and help me heal. Again, your own healing is a big factor in this as a parent. Whatever's coming up for you, that child's playing a role for you. That child's helping you look at yourself. They're a a messenger in a way to say you've got your own emotional insecurities, your own emotional wounding that needs to be healed, so you can take that role of being a healthy parent that's able to be emotionally stable enough to guide your children into their adult lives and support them in that developmental, um, you know, that you don't want to pass on the wounding of your own family and your life to them. And this child may be calling that all up by putting more light on things and amping it up you know, just creating more imbalance so that you just don't ignore things, that you start to look and find answers, and I guarantee as a byproduct of that, you will learn things that will become a part of your lifestyle, and you'll change the way that may have been a mediocre approach to life, that you'll be more committed to a a life of wholeness and wellness and, and joy, because this child may be the gift to your family to say, let's not settle, and it's Teaching you to seek, to 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 seek and to reflect and to to become more true to who you are, and thank them for that. Thank them for the beauty of their presence in your life, that they are willing to play this role for you, and the answers that you get for them will be answers that'll be life changing for you. So, when the back to my question, um, I don't think that the dominant type is. Um, hidden by if anything it's another clue to their type that whatever condition whatever behavioral patterns are being presented again staying away from the whole disorder reference particular expression itself is being played out through that condition and it's not hiding their dominant type if anything it's giving you more feedback to what their type is as long as you see it as a disorder you see it as masking the true child Any, any, I like to say a disorder is just more an imbalance, a condition that is being expressed in extreme. There's, there's a lack of balance there. Is it a, is it a disorder? No, but is it an imbalanced state? Very possibly, or it's just that child's, how they chose to come in and experience life, you know, to what? Degree? Can it? What does balance look like for that child? Again, getting away from the standard measurement reference of well, standard looks like the majority of children. What does your child's state of balance look like? It may not look like the majority. Guarantee there's an opportunity to bring them more into support them in coming into more balance by your parenting, by the diet, by um, the environment of your family system I mean parents parents uh, spousal interactions affect children profoundly you know what's the environment that you're creating for your children you know again, multiple factors there another question uh, and the phone lines are open at call in and press the number one it's 347-677-1963 I'd love to chat with you today. Uh, Next question, my 10-year-old daughter was born with Down syndrome and I believe she's a dominant type four. Getting her ready for school most days is a trigger for behavioral problems. Today she wanted me to tie and re-tie her boots because they weren't perfect. Those are her words, I'm a dominant type one so my attempts to lighten up the situation only made it worse. If it's not the boots, it's pants, shirts, hair are all of them triggering her behavior, sometimes to the point of aggression. I've learned that quiet space and structure help calm her down But I hope to learn child whispering skills to prevent these meltdowns altogether. Developmental delays make comprehension and reasoning difficult for her. Do you have any advice? Good for you to recognize that children with Down syndrome can be profiled pretty easily. Even in their features, you see it. Even though they have that common um, physical appearance, I've met children with Down syndrome, and the... Uh, I can see it in their features and I can see it in their behavior. So I want to applaud this mom for recognizing that did not hide that. It actually plays out in her perfect expression of self and how she's experiencing herself in the world as a type 4 with Down syndrome. Now look at all the things that are setting her up to even call you out on. It's not perfect. So don't get lace shoes. Get slip-ons. Eliminate the things that she can get triggered by. You know, I'm not sure what that is when it comes to her clothing options um, and what she's... The shoes are easy. Don't buy laces. <laughs> Get shoes without laces. She can't... There's nothing to trigger her. See, so you've got to look and see where she's where she vulnerable to be triggered just based on her age. She's 10, but I don't know her developmental age right now. Um, remove where she... As much as you can remove the setup so she can't get triggered. So you've got to start noticing that and remedy that so you're not even giving her a chance for the trigger to go, to get pushed. And again, yeah, lightening it up for her. There's a point of being able to make these corrections and all just saying for right now, for what it is, it's perfect enough. You've got to be able to, you know, you've got to look at that even a child with this condition can start to run the show for you. And you're being a type 1, more adaptable, open, spontaneous energy. You can She can start to work you. So you've got to hold your own kind of parenting structure for her to just, you know, you know love, it's kind of the tough love model and certain things that you, you'll you start to notice what she'll finally just line up with you as and just say, that's the way it's going to be. we go you know that you're trying to accommodate her so how do you shift that to you're the parent still you're honoring her respecting her she has a say in her world because that's very important for all children but especially type 4 children and maybe you know you've got to you're new at this give it some time and as she learns that you really respect her she'll start to respect you more and eliminating those triggers will eliminate some of those meltdowns and then learning how to parent how she needs you to parent, being true to, you know, you're type 1, but what does that look like with your 10-year-old daughter that's a type 4 with Down syndrome, and that's a prayerful, again, approach to be seeking inspiration and then in the moment to receive through inspiration, what does that look like? Here's what I should be doing different. This is what I should be saying. And you'll be given that guidance. And, again, you're flipping something. You haven't known this. Uh, she's already 10 years, you're 10 years into creating patterns with each other. You're re, you're changing those patterns that even affect the neurological um, playing out of how we trigger each other and that will shift. Give it more time and keep doing what you're doing and perfectly seek out answers as well and you will change the patterns. You're still running some old patterns of interaction that will shift. I, I, I applaud you for recognizing your um, you can profile a child even with that particular life experiences Down syndrome Down syndrome. because my next question, I'm a type 4 mom. my type 3 son who is almost four years old, struggles with sensory issues. He thrives when he is living true to his type 3 nature, but sometimes he is triggered and becomes overwhelmed with the sensory overload. When he is overwhelmed, he does best with one-on-one reflective still low input structured approach that is most typical of a type 4 movement. When he is not triggered, his actions and my parenting successes come when I interact with him as a type 3. We have decided to homeschool so that we can better honor his determination as well as meet his sensory needs. Even when homeschooling, though, we cannot completely avoid sensory triggers. There is somewhat of a dichotomy here. He has the drive to pursue new interests and interact with many people, but new and populous environments full of the sensory input triggers his sensory issues, and he seems stuck in a cycle of disappointment. He's yet to have success in any classroom environment, whether I am with him or not. And his little class at church has been a huge struggle, even with highly supportive and experienced teachers and good communication. How can I support my son having those dynamic experiences he craves as a type 3 during this childhood stage, where he lacks the skills to manage his sensory needs independently? Thank you for taking the time to ponder my question. Um, see, what's happening, too, as you've not known his type, and he's Four years old he's in a really huge developmental curve of his mental kind of organization of his brain and when you haven't known he's a type 3 and you've already established what then creates this sensory overload condition he has a neurological um, kind of uh, rat's nest going on see he's not his his brain isn't been developed to support him being able to handle these situations. So this is a case where energy healing Brain Gem was one of the first modalities that turned into a lot of energy healing um, methodologies. If you were to buy my Energy Healing 101 home study course, you're going to learn a lot of the daily energy routine is in that. I'd be doing that with him. He needs to get neurologically organized. And his brain wasn't able to develop into an organized state. He needs some special nutritional supplement to help his neurological space get organized and working properly. It's not working correctly. So you're trying to just support it through a physical, environmental approach. You need to now really help his neurological system get running correctly. The best, you've heard me talk about this company a lot. It's called True Hope. Um, They have a Pinterest board I just found today, and they have a lot of great articles that support their position that um, your child has some special nutritional needs that are not being addressed through his day-to-day diet. Their products, especially their Empower Plus product, will feed the brain to to get neurologically organized, to do its job, to run properly so he doesn't go into sensory overload. Because what he's showing you that certain situations trigger this part of him that's weak. It's kind of like um, asking a child to walk that has a weak leg or a, a, a muscle that didn't ve- develop correctly. Rather than continually giving him a crutch or putting him in an environment, let's say he can't run up. This is the, method, the, the analogy I would use. Let's say a child has a weak leg. Their muscles aren't working correctly. You could just always avoid the stairs and keep setting up environments where there's never any stairs or you could help strengthen that leg so it can now walk up a st- set a staircase. And so you can start to work with his, uh, start strengthening his brain. True Hope is really, re- that's what they exist for. That's why this company was created because they recognized that a lot of these mental health conditions were actually a byproduct of insufficient nutritional support that their products now help feed the brain I was I'm currently on another protocol I have kind of advanced into another my body told me recently that I didn't need to continue with my true hope um, practice but I was on their products for eight to nine years and they've really helped me get healthy so now that my um, I'm more grounded and I my issue was depression and anxiety and kind of a potential for bipolar stuff and I've been able to heal my brain. I've been able to nutritionally support it. And I talk a lot about how I have gutted my diet over the year. I'm currently on a primarily paleo practice of diet. I think diet's a huge factor in helping these kids' brains um, get healthy, get organized. And so, you know, you're, you're only looking at modifying his environment. What about, feed, you know, getting the proper nutrition and nourishment for his brain getting healthy. And if you just Google True Hope Pinterest, you'll get their board. They've got a couple of them. They do have, they've recently launched a new um, model, a new side of their business. They do have the True Hope uh, business model, which is just a retail model where you buy the products and as a consumer, but they've recently launched a new, brand, a new part of their business called Q-Sciences, which is a network marketing business model, which for many people that's a really vital way to be a consumer of their products and to get involved in sharing their products. I'm personally not, my business model doesn't support me getting involved in Q-Sciences. But if you're interested, I can hook you up with um, Marcy Brown, who is part of my Dressing Your Truth expert staff. She is in the Q-Sciences side of the business. She was injured years ago in a car accident and had a severe brain injury, and she found out about their products. Didn't know I was doing, and had for years. But if you'd like to connect with Marcy, just email parenting at liveyourtruth.com, and we'll get you connected with Marcy and her daughter, Sarah, who are very involved with Q, the Q Sciences side. And that's a really, you know, I'm not against it. Net, network marketing has its place. It's a beautiful way to do a company. It's just my business practices are not conducive to getting involved in that side. So I just give out both information, you do what's best for you. But I really stand behind what they're doing. And every child that has any kind of diagnostic label, especially if it's mental, a mental condition that falls in the mental health diagnostic, children's um, diagnostic labels, they should be searching out True Hope slash Q Sciences. You really need their products. They are unique in what they offer. Um, very specific to these life conditions, these mental health conditions and correct getting people off meds, getting their brains healthy, supplying the proper nutrition so that their brains can develop properly and um, just let me know if I can help you anymore with connecting with that company. Uh, they know me, and they know I give their name out a lot, I, uh, they appreciate me spreading the, the good news about what they're doing. So. Um, Didn't get to, I've got some other questions. I'm going to have to revisit these. Let's see, I've got, let me try and throw one more in here. I'm a type 2 grandma with a 3-year-old type 3 granddaughter who is hypersensitive to other people's energy. I know this is a very beautiful and rare gift, but she also has a lot of meltdowns when around groups of people. I hate to see her miserable. Is there anything her parents and I can do to help her deal with the overwhelming amount of energetic information she receives? It can be very uncomfortable if the energy is negative. She has some developmental disabilities due to a mis- missing chromosome so it's been hard to actually type her as her behavior can be somewhat erratic um, again you need this child's subtle energy system has not been able to develop to hold her own energetic space my energy healing 101 can be found at caroltuttle.com you learn some very um, health you learn how to work with your energy in this course you can learn how to work with your children's energy in this course and Again, there's nutrition, there's the physiology, there's the energy body. These all are factors. It's not just environment. In fact, if you skip over the physiology and, and getting the physiology and the biology healthy, and the neurology healthy, and you skip over the subtle energy health, their energy body, and their energy systems, we've got a child here who has a weak ARIC field. She has... What's, um, she has her energies are not running um, you know they're running homolateral, which means your energy should right brain should be communicating to each other and the right and left energy system should be crossing over the daily energy routine that I teach you in energy healing 101 will teach you and how to work with your child how to get those energy systems running correctly this child also has she has energetic, um, her energies are scrambled. The Wing Cook posture will help unscramble those energies. She's not grounded in her own foot chakra. She needs to be connected to her chakra. She's running, her energies adapting to everybody else's. And that may not mean she's a type 1. That means she has a weak energy system. And quite well, Possibly her parents do too. (laughs) And so everybody needs to get their energy healthy. And I also recommend my Chakra 7 course. If you go to ChakraHealing.com, that's really powerful information because if the chakras are not running correctly, you cannot have a healthy body, a healthy mind. You need all these layers of self that they all work together and that's why I teach all of them and advocate for all of them. So... Thank you for listening today. Check out my blog post on the Child Whisperer blog, The Effects of Divorce on Adult Children, How to Prevent and Heal Them. Had a wonderful mom come in who really wanted to share her story to help adult children of divorce and help parents that are divorced prevent some things that could be happening to their children so they don't have that fallout only for their children to have to heal it years later. And then featured on the Carol blog seven creative ways to express your gratitude this holiday season that are all really creative ways to bring it to your family experience and really get the focus on gratitude and and appreciate the time in which we live, the opportunities that we have and to see everything as a gift even though it can cause discomfort and stress us and challenge us and it ultimately is a gift because it's trying to get us to um, live more aligned to our truth. It's, try- it's showing us where we're not. So thank you for joining in today. I look forward to connecting again next week. I appreciate all that you're doing in your lives to be great parents. Remember to like us on Facebook at forward slash the Child Whisper. And thank you for joining me today on the Child Whisper podcast. Until next time, create a wonderful week with your amazing family. As a teacher healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.